This podcast is brought to you by Reach Innovations. For more information, go online to reachinnovations.com. Welcome to The Conversation, where we talk about life, family, and ministry, and how we can apply what we learn to our everyday lives so we can be our best selves every day. (laughs) So this is The Conversation. This is where we uh, come together and we talk about different things that affect people's lives, and... So we are so excited to not have just any average Joe on our show today. But we have wow. Joe Donaldson <laughs> is in the house. I couldn't good. pass that up. But we, we it's are all just, good. I'm so excited to have Joe and Lara Donaldson and their daughters, Nevaeh, is with us too. We're excited that she's here. But this is an opportunity for us to grow and to learn about uh, many different things as it relates to business and so i just really felt like are you planning on growing tonight i am gonna grow oh i thought i was gonna grow on the inside (laughs) (laughs) we grow through what we go through there you go yeah there you go that's right but we just felt you know in praying about uh tonight and the questions that we could ask the wisdom that you guys that god has placed inside of you and the things that you're able that he has enabled you to do and the influence that he's given you. And uh, anyway, I, so I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to kick it off with a question, and I know it'll go where it's supposed to go. So, uh, so anyway, so here's my first question for you, Joe. So uh, you've talked to me before about your dad, that he started the business. And then what I kind of wanted to hear a little bit about was that transition when you stepped out of where you were into that senior position and, and what that looked like, and was that smooth or... How did that it go? was very smooth. Um, of course, I grew up in business, so you know I was, I was around retail and the business mind. I, I'm definitely one of those born and bred entrepreneurial kind of kids. I mean, it was it's just me. Um, I was taught that way from a, uh, from a toddler. Um, so when he decided to retire, it was it was a pretty simple transition. Um, it was a, a transition not just of leadership, but it was definitely a transition of the way we marketed and branded our business too. And that's, I know, the, probably the side that you have saw the last few years. Right. Um, we've been in business 20-something years, um, but it was really when I tried to take over. The seed had already been planted. Obviously, you know, mom and dad ran the business with, with morals and ethics and, and as, as a Christian-based business, um, but it was never really part of our public brand. And that was that was definitely the big the big thing that was unique to me um, in that transition was wow. when I started taking over, I started telling my dad, well, here's, I'm going to do one thing a little different. I'm going to take everything you gave me, but I'm going to go one more level um, with it. And that was the, that was the ministry aspect of it. Yeah. Of course, he was all bored. You know, he was all for it. Um, but that was the one big thing. Yeah. So then real quick, could you just give us a quick synopsis on Sam's Furniture? What it, What is it? What is the company? Just so people listening kind of have a little bit oh, of absolutely. who yeah. you guys are. Well, obviously, we're based here in Northwest Arkansas. It started 24 years, 25 years ago um, as a 7,000-square-foot location in downtown Springdale. As a second career for my mom and dad, they're both retired from the big corporate world, so this was something really just to keep them busy. Um, as us kids started growing up, it became a way to support the family and the kids. And, yeah. um, so it continued to expand. Um, of course, Northwest Arkansas is a growing area. 
So we are a furniture store. Um, but in the last five years, as that transition that we were just talking about took place and we became a pretty dominant furniture store in the area, um, I wanted to, you know, the way I was raised was, you know, seeds sow and things happen. Well, when you got a business that's grown at a faster rate than other furniture stores or profitability is higher than what it should be, to me, there's always a reason for that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, you're taught as a Christian, you steward what you're given, right. give credit where credit is due. Right. And so that became a pretty much a, a mandated belief in my system was, okay, we better start, it's kind of like the Hobby Lobby or Chick-fil-A thing, you know, mm-hmm. and I've met both those CEOs and they've told me the same thing in person. There came a, a point of conviction where you're like, okay, this is beyond us now. Now it's a platform. Yeah. We better use it. Right. for something above us and that's that's what sam's furniture became in the last five wow. years was okay it's livelihood this much mm-hmm. but now it's a platform for ministry so yeah. good well and with phil was talking about the transition and then with, with what you just said um the fireball behind you or next to you miss lara uh came into the company and i know that was a transition with with the social aspect mm-hmm. and possibly with 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 the new form of of networking and the sociability of it um lara uh what does that look like you bringing in new ideas and new uh, new opportunities into the company oh, into the family transition been for you mm-hmm. <laughs> um the there's a, there's two sides of the transition actually that people don't really think about there's one side of hey you're coming into a family business that yeah is not your family (laughs) and you have married into the family. So that's been a dynamic. And then also just changing positions to something that I had never done before. Luckily I did have experience in my family's business, which was what I was coming out of into Joe's family's business. And it's been incredible just seeing the way that they work together and how they all take on these different roles but nobody steps on toes and mm, there hasn't beautiful. been a lot of turmoil between them. So that's been incredible to see them work together wow. so closely as a family. Mm. And then um, my position has been so exciting just because it's really taken on. Sam's Virginia has gotten to take on a different role in loving the community on a more personal basis, I feel like is kind of what I do. Um, Are you the people's princess? That's very kind of you. Um, I, I, I think I'm more, it's more of um, Joe's voice in the community and, and yes, yeah. what he wants the people to know. And so that's been, that's been really fun to just, um, get to immerse myself in the community because he's always done all of these amazing like big platform large-scale events talking to large people where I get to now go in and say hey I love you individually and what's going on in your life and what are your personal needs and so that's been super fun because that's where my heart is you know what's really cool I'm gonna chime in here before you get to question number two because um (laughs) this this is a young marriage um and it's neat to see I've had the vision of this community and this this ministry platform from our business for years before and wasn't able to obtain it and wasn't able to kind of put the pieces together and make it happen. I don't know that Lara was ever, she was, I mean, she'd grown up in a Christian home her whole life and everything, but I don't know if she was ever 
ministry minded in the retrospect of missions or outreach necessarily everyone loves to do good things but you know it's it's just it's not part of people anybody's really dream it's something you're called into you know ministry or outreach something like that Mm -hmm. but i have already seen the two of us perspectives and energy and momentum change Mm -hmm. when all of a sudden you've got a platform like sam's and you start doing this stuff all of a sudden your personal life your personal desires and wants and things are important they're nice are things Mm -hmm. yeah but it's kind of neat to see how they take a back seat. Right. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, okay, if I can have one thing or if I can spend my effort doing one thing or reaching for one thing, uh-huh. what takes that first place seat? Yeah. And so just in this three years that we've been together and been doing this together, I've already seen, you know, a bit of transformation her and more growth in that area in myself as well. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of neat to see yeah. a business, right, a right. retail business mm-hmm. that's, not a church, not a mission mm-hmm. field, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Tweak that and grow that. Mm-hmm. And, and you well, guys one more, one more thing, <laughs> and, 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 then I'll, and, then, and then I'll get out of your conversation. No. Uh, no. Maybe, maybe, but no, your entrepreneurial spirit is also in Miss Nevea, and mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. her to tell us about her upcoming missions that she's working on yeah. because God's God's given her gifts and talents at yes. her age right now. So what what's your fundraiser that you're getting ready to work on? The bake sale. Oh, yeah. Um for Labor Day, I am helping some friends for second milk. Um I'm going to be selling cupcakes again at Sam's Furniture. Um we're going to be raising money for second milk to help with now tell Letting, me what Second Milk is. Second Milk is an organization um, that does mission mission trips in Africa. They also have um, people that are, are already live in Africa that go to villages and give mothers and grandmothers and anyone that's taking care of the babies there formula and vitamins and clothes just to make sure that the babies are healthy. Um, it is a great organization, and I'm so excited. This is our second year um, to be able to go to Africa. We're going back in June, and um, it's so fun going there and seeing the different cultures. It really makes you grateful of what you have, Yes, and it opens up your eyes. I think it is so important for me at my age of just being 13 to Mm -hmm. go and see how blessed I am growing up, like being able to know how blessed I am. I just think it's really good um, at such a young age to go. And I'm so excited to be able to help people, like if it's through bake sale or raising money in a different way, I just think it's really important to help people help other people you got as it. well. You got right. it. You girls, so you got servant-hearted. Like, so servant-hearted. <laughs> well, mom and dad, you're doing it right. Yes, you're you doing are. it right. Yes, you are. Doing our best. <laughs> well, we were talking earlier. We before, you know, when we were having dinner. Our first hour we, conversation. Yeah, I know. Our first, <laughs> the one we should have probably before the conversation. Should have recorded that one. Yeah. <laughs> but you were you were talking about how differently that you began to do things at the store. How you were going to differentiate yourself in your store from, you know, businesses around us, around you. Mm -hmm. And I wanted you to share a little bit about that. I thought that was really cool. It goes back to that same underlying thought of, um, recognizing that our business is a platform. Um, and I think once I realized that point, I, I realized it was time that our whole family, um, engaged the fact that, okay, this next level of growth, this, this next level of investment, um, where we put it, how we utilize it and steward it, the number one 
thing that we should look at in doing that is what is it, what is it getting to? What is it serving? Gotcha. Who, who are we growing? Who are we ministering to? Who are we helping? Um, yeah. Versus, okay, if we open a new location or if we, we do this move or this move, this expansion, how much more money can I make? And I think that's, you know, it's the, the, the normal entrepreneurial thing to do is you analyze it from that statistical business platform and say, okay, if I invest this and I do this, this, here's going to be the money to be made. Yeah. And you still have to do that because, you know, you've got a lot of money invested and you've got a lot of loans out there on, an, on a big business like that. Right, um, but the first thing in line is to say, what can we accomplish by doing it for others? And if that, if, if that need can be accomplished for that new program or that new sponsorship or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. um, that ministry platform can be attained, then you move forward with expanding your business or growing to the next level. But gotcha. that was the big thing was in the last three years is switching gears and making that the reason to grow, yeah. not to get a new house or to get a pay raise. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I appreciate it so much. I mean, you go through your store and you see the, the scripture when you first come in and the waterfall and you see, the, you know, the Jeep in the corner. Uh, and, and your whole tribute to the, the veterans and everything that you do uh, in the community is amazing to oh, watch. And we just we appreciate that about you guys. And the whole sports aspect of it, too. I mean, <laughs> your man cave cannot hold all that no, stuff. That's, so that's why that's probably a personal problem right there. It's like eking into the store. But it's always fun to go and go, what's we got going on now? So go check out the store, not just for the furniture, but for the decor. So something that's super fun about this store and I, what I tell people is, it's just, it's meant to be an experience. You want people to come in not so that they'll buy furniture, but so that they have a place that they'll enjoy. It's, you know, fun for the whole family. We just did a commercial on that. That's why the arcade is free because we want people to come in because we want to be an environment that people can, they can enjoy being there, but they're also getting fed. You know, you have, what, what is it? 70% of the time there's Christian music playing. You're getting immersed in, with the Bible verses that are that are written on the walls. And so it's like that right. subliminal messaging, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, gone are the days when Phil had to go to the fabric store with his mom. <laughs> and for hours. <laughs> and just when oh you were Lord. a little boy, you, oh, just, you, would, you would rather stay out in the hot car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fabric stores were terrible. The experience would take the kids and yeah. it's great. Well, Our one thing would have been amazing. One thing we've learned, and I've done a lot of research, not just in our industry, but in business and, and the changing of generations, like we were talking about a while ago at dinner, you know, the word teenager, or the, the, the new generation of millennials, you know, you don't want to categorize people, but there's different generations and you have to appeal to them differently. Just like mm-hmm. doing church, you pastoring yeah. a church, you have to operate a church differently now than you did 20 years ago right. if right. you're going to gain people. Yeah. Um, business is the same thing. And we, one thing that I have learned about the upcoming generation, whether it's my generation or the millennials, and we're really close because I'm, I'm close to that age, they respond differently than what my parents' generation did. So you walk through the store, you've got the fun atmosphere, you got all that kind of stuff, but we have learned that generation wants to be a part of businesses and organizations that stand for something and have a purpose. Um, so if they're going to spend their money there, Right. Is there is there more that's happening behind the scenes right. than, okay, right. I'm giving them $500 and I'm getting that sofa. Yes, I'm giving them $500, I'm getting that sofa. And they're taking a portion of that $500 and they're doing X, Y, and Z with it. Yeah. And so that's why, you Makes know, you sense. probably notice through the store, you go through, there's posters everywhere. Right. Right. When you right. buy at Sam's, you're also supporting Loving Choices. 
the mm. call fostering and adoption, yeah. second milk in Africa, right? Reboot Christian counseling for combat soldiers, and yeah. you know it mm-hmm. goes on. There's mm-hmm. about twenty, twenty-two, something like that, yeah. that we're connected to yearly with with finances and and other ways. But it's it's become part of our DNA that that is part of our brand and our message. And yeah. that's like I was telling you earlier. Yeah. Even yesterday at church, there was a message in a, in a conversation after that I had with the pastor. That's my that's my uh, platform of ministry. Mm-hmm. It's a furniture store, but you're a pastor. I'm not a pastor, but yet I am ministering and I am pastoring people right. through mm-hmm. outreach and through servanthood. Yeah. And that's that's a dream to be able to have a platform in the form of a business to do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you guys so are busy good. all the time. So give us a pictorial of kind of your schedule because uh, it seems like lately. <laughs> We've we've had such a difficult time to get you to (laughs) to get you over for dinner. Can we mention what? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, would you like to talk about some of the stuff that you're doing? Entertainment industry. Or is it under the table kind of stuff? Oh no. Heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, I mean, yeah, it's we're always busy. I'm looking at the calendar. There's you know things every day. Yeah, the community outreach events. Um, Lara has her hand in almost every one of those. Like I just said, 17, 20, 22 of them, whatever it is a year, event planning and, and sponsorship type things. Wow. And that's a lot of that falls on those nonprofits. So they do a lot of the planning. But now, um, because we want them to go a certain way, and if our name is attached to it and we're trying to raise the money, we want it to be done the best we can. So obviously we have some some marketing experience behind this. So mm-hmm. Lara is starting to get involved in a lot of those and saying, hey, let me help with the planning because – you know, we got this amount of money in it and you got this amount of money and volunteers and let's take it up a level for raising money for a good cause. So yeah. she spends a lot of her time doing that. And um, we've got several of them coming up. Um, That's awesome. The entertainment thing, I guess you're talking about the movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, that actually started, I mean, just recently actually took place. The thought of that started, I'm going to say probably five years ago now, um, maybe six. Mm-hmm. And it was just a brief thought. Um, and it was actually one day in our old location, me and my dad decided to leave work early, which was rare because we love work. Um, we drive down the road, look for an empty building and think, oh, what can we do with that? That's that true entrepreneurial spirit, you know? Yeah. So we don't typically leave work early, <laughs> but it was slow. He wanted some sun time and literally it was like 2.30 in the afternoon. I remember he goes, let's go to late lunch. I'm like, all right, cool. And right after lunch, he's like, let's go see a movie. And I remember it was when like Taken 2 or Taken 3 was coming out. And I'm an action movie kind of junkie and you know, I'm yeah. an army guy. So yeah. Yeah, let's go see it. And we were walking up to the theater, Razorback in Fayetteville, and you see the movie posters along the wall. Taken was the only one that I would have gone and seen. And I may not even taken my daughter or something to that one because a lot of action and, you know, um, but it was, it was a decent movie. The rest of them were horror or psychotic, Satanistic almost. I mean, some right. of they were just yeah. like, literally yeah. there were six movie posters. And we ended up talking about it a lot that afternoon that that's just, that's sad that that's where... Because media, I mean, yeah, right. between social media and movies and YouTube, video content yep. is probably 80% of the influence that's yeah, graphically that's, out there right, right now. We thought, right, wow, right. That's, that's what's coming. Um, and so I don't know what just spurred the conversation over the next couple of months. Well, if we ever can get involved, and I've got friends that have been in that reality world TV, and we've grown up in California. We've got connections. People have been in movies since we were young. James Garner was a neighbor to us. My dad and Buck Owens were friends, and so we grew up with people in that. Sure. Um, But never thought they would get in, but that's what started the thought was maybe one day we can help put more 
good content out there. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, a conversation with Kirk Cameron a couple years back started the 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 wheels, wheels going a little further. <laughs> and then about two years ago, we brought Kevin Sorbo in for an event and got to spend a day and a half with him and a lot of conversation. And me and him still text frequently. Um, and that got the wheels even a little further. And of course, now with our platform at the place it is, we can get involved. So yeah. Yeah. long story short, which I'm not good at short stories. Um, <laughs> we finally, um, financially invested, um, in one just recently that just got filmed, um, sponsored another one. Um, that was, that actually have already came out. The one that we just did, has just been filmed, but it hasn't come out yet. It won't come out till later this year, but we did sponsor another one that was just released on pure wow. I guess maybe 30 to 45 days ago. Um, and we filmed the other one. It's in editing right now. And so, yeah, awesome. it's our platform to help put family-friendly faith content out there. And hopefully, yeah. if more businesses with platforms, I know um, Hobby Lobby has done the same thing. Mm-hmm. They've been a financial investor in a lot of in faith content in the background. They're not, you know, out front. You don't know it, but they are there right, in the financial right, background. Yeah. But if enough people with platforms will do it and commit to it, right. what if in another 10 years you walk up to the movie theater and there's five out of six family-friendly, kid-friendly movies. Yeah. Right. That right. would be great. Yeah. You can literally change the next generation. Exactly. And you may be listening to this conversation and you're thinking, well, I don't have a platform. What can I do? Everybody has Every a platform. Every single person. Exactly. Right. If you're breathing, you have a voice. You yes. can you, you can stand up. You, you yeah. Do something. Mm-hmm. Do something to make this world a better place. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm going to shift gears on you. Okay. So, and, I'm fine with And that. I'll make this maybe the last question since our time is chucking along here. Um, one of the things I wanted to hear from you is, is advice that you would give to entrepreneurs that are probably listening, people that, that really want, have a desire to go into business, start a business, or, or invent something, or build something, or manufacture something. I'll never forget a young guy that I met that, that I was introduced to in Tulsa, and he showed me a little chrome pipe. I met him at, a, at, a, at I think it was a Sunday school for young adults at a church and and he showed me this chrome pipe and, and I because I asked him what you know what do you want to do with your life what do you what's your plan and he said he said you see this pipe I said yeah he said I'm going to manufacture these he said that's a motorcycle muffler huh. I said really that's awesome man and do you know years later he had a manufacturing plant employees and he had contracts <laughs> wow. selling these that's things amazing. all all around the world yes. and it was amazing to me to watch him go from from here to here. And so I wanted to from hear from you. From a goal, you. a dream, or a vision to actually making it happen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to hear from you, hey, what what do you see that, what would you say to a person like that that's, that has For that one, I, I love entrepreneurship. Um, I think it's it's the backbone to just, to growth, that that word, not even in business, but just in life. The, the you know, if you look up different versions, definition of entrepreneurship, it's growth. It's creating something new. It's taking something from one level to another level. Yeah. So it's not just business. We're entrepreneurs, honey. You are. You are. <laughs> you are. Um, so uh, my thing, and I can, I could, just I could talk about this for hours, and I have like six minutes, so I'll hit it from just a couple angles. But okay. the way that we have grown our business, the way that my dad taught me, and it's, you know, I'm married with two daughters. So you could see how this first example I'm getting ready to give is a challenge and that is financial stewardship because women love to spend money. 
Um, <laughs> so, well, you got to live. You got to look. You got. You got to look. You got to look good, right? You got to look good. Um, but you know, in business, it is one of those things that you can have a goal, you can have a dream, you can have a vision of what you want that business to become. But the moment, just like in a personal life, um, and a lot of these young entrepreneurs want it now. They want, you know, just like us young business or, or family people, I want that house now or I want that now. Yeah. Um, you know, two out of 10 businesses in America make it past the one-year marker mm. from the day they incorporate. Why is that? And like from what I heard, it's been the last few years on last statistics I read, but it was 70-something percent was because they got the cart before the horse when it came to finances. Gotcha. You're growing faster than your means will let you. Yeah. Um, so my number one thing, have goals, have dreams, have the plan out there, but don't start it, don't push it faster than what your finances will allow it to go. Because mm. it doesn't matter what kind of organization it is. It can be a, a for-profit or a non-profit. If, if you don't have everything in order, it's going to tank. Yeah. Um, so the financial stability of it and the financial plan is crucial. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that I would attach to that is, you know, as someone who's now using their business as a ministry platform, um, I firmly believe that if you don't have a part of your business plan that's geared and designated and designed specifically for serving something outside of the business with a bigger and higher purpose, mm -hmm. your business is just going to be a good old average business. Yeah. But I think you're going to find good. yourself hitting your, mm -hmm. your glass ceiling, so to speak, pretty wow. quick yeah. um, because... Well, God always has increase on his mind. Yeah. And so when you connect with, right. when, when when he's not just your business partner, but he's the, the owner. Yeah. And you work for him. You're managing what yeah, he's given exactly. you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's going to grow. But if you don't, you try to do it all in your own strength, well, you get. You, you hit your glass you, ceiling. You, you get and you'll you hit got. it quick. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've, I've got a ton of great business owner friends that have have successful businesses and they're good but they've gotten to a point where they're at the same place virtually for five or ten years or they've only grown at those minimal increases which basically just keep up with inflation and, and growth of expenses yeah. so they're not making any more money they're not they're not they're not doing anything more with their business right now than they did 10 years ago mm -hmm. and then they ask me how in the world did you do that well, i didn't really do anything i, I my normal marketing talents my normal business talents and just the normal the normal thing the big key was I said okay I'm comfortable where I'm living if yeah sure who wouldn't want a little bit better lifestyle a little more flexibility to go on another vacation or whatever it is right but if that's the purpose of what you're doing right that's where that's the catch-22 because you're building the, building, you're building it for you instead of a kingdom yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so make it for a higher purpose wow. and honestly the moment we grasped that our business actually doubled in three and a half years time as well now. doubled mm -hmm. in an industry that's actually gone backwards in that time frame nationally wow so well, talk about do, does your business i don't mean to put you on the spot here and if you don't there's maybe no you such will thing with me um <laughs> uh tithing tithing out of the business meaning you're giving out. You keep talking about giving out, not hoarding up, not just we're saving for a rainy day or whatever, but you're constantly moving those mm -hmm. funds Godward. That's actually, that's, that was a, an interesting conversation um, between me and my parents three and a half, four years ago when we started this thing. And my dad has recently passed, but, um, but he was around for the start of this community outreach part of our budget. 
and that's what it was. I mean, we literally had to budget in because you don't have a, you know, business where you got, you know, 10, $11 million worth of liabilities and debt and you got some big overhead. You don't just say, okay, we're going to start tight. I mean, it's got to be planned and it's got to, you know, yeah, um, and that was actually, that was surprisingly one place where, um, I won't say who it was, but between me and my mom and dad, it, we weren't on hundred percent on agreement about tithing from the company. Um, there was one opposition in that. And so it took further discussion and eventually we came to the thing, okay, well, the Bible may not say tithes from your business. And if you, if you dissect it, it there's really nowhere in there where it says you need to. Sure. Um, it's, that's part of our individual as Christians. That's, that's our first tenth, right. um, our first tenth. There's your right. message oh, for God. the day. But I see him looking at the time. He's like, um, so that became, we, we, we got an agreement and we said, okay, we might not just tithe to a church, but we do have a responsibility to start seeding some of this money and some of this growth. And that's kind of where the community kind of stuff started. And the year one, which was 2013 that we budgeted in. So five, six years now, um, it was $50,000. I'll just throw that out there for a number. And it is tenfold that now but that was the first thing we said we're gonna we're gonna take fifty thousand dollars out of our profit this year and intentionally find organizations or find someone to partner with and promote and and spend that money on them yeah and it it, it got such feedback and such and and it felt good you know yeah Yeah. um and it was that was that first year that you know when when that discussion happened the commitment was okay if we're doing this, us ownership, us leaders and managers, we're not getting raises. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it was a choice between us giving ourselves a raise as business owners or us committing to that. Well, I can tell you I'm, I'm making a lot more money than I was that year that I denied the raise, mm-hmm. and so are my other family members. Come on. But now, five, six years later, we're putting a lot more than that original 50000 back into ministry yeah. as well. So it's, yeah. you can't, yeah, the, <laughs> it's the Robert Morris story. It's so powerful. We're living on our given. I yeah. mean, that's, we're sowing where we're going. I mean, however you want to say it, mm-hmm. but we, we are firm believers of tithing and, and putting God first and then allowing him to, cause when you do that, it, it all becomes God's mm-hmm. and wow. Well, I think, I think there's people out here that are, that are listening to this, that maybe you're struggling with tithing personally or you're struggling with you know doing something like that out of your business or out of your source of income and and taking some of that capital and using it to help a help a ministry or do something over here let me tell you you can't go wrong given to god <laughs> he i mean the, you just heard a testimony of a man that, okay. that it is double how are we on time buddy hey go. all right because i'm gonna tell myself here for a second okay. then if you want to talk about tithes <laughs> Probably eight or ten years ago, ten or twelve years ago, I got convicted personally through a year's time when oh, I, I didn't have enough money, so I didn't tithe. And this year or this month, I did. And this month, you know, and it's kind of back and forth, but it wasn't consistent. I wasn't committed to it. Um, and I, I felt, I felt not like I got slapped down with it, but I felt consequences. Whether it was just, you know, my emotional, my spiritual conviction, whatever it was, and so I just finally said, you know what, I'm not missing it. And I did it for years and years and years. And then a couple of years ago. Um, built a new house, had a couple rental houses going up, just a lot of stuff at one time. Um, I'm a car guy. 
so I like cars. Okay. Um, yeah. I got that from my dad. Shame on him for passing that down. But <laughs> That's awesome. I like vets. I like you know I've had I've had been blessed to have probably a dozen or so muscle cars in my young forty years. Right um, and there was a time when I had three of them in the garage um, and a nice house, but I could barely pay bills. And so what was the mm. first thing that I pulled out? Mm. That tide check, mm. and I pulled it out for quite a while and then guess what happened as crazy as it sounds mm. more chaos started happening and it got harder to catch up and it got all this kind of stuff mm. so i started I, I downsized from the house i sold some of the cars and i said i will not miss a tide check i will eat ramen mm-hmm. for the month <laughs> if i have to um, we know about ramen <laughs> <laughs> And it's amazing how, and as yeah, I didn't do it for that reason. I did it because I was getting convicted for it or by it. But the moment I started getting consistent with tithe again, and even there's been times like this last year, you know, I all of a sudden it got tight. And so I, I got a month behind. Well, then I doubled up the next month. But I'm talking about, you know, that's five, eight, seven years ago, whatever it was. I got to where, I mean, I probably didn't tithe twice that year. I mean, I literally, I pulled that out of our budget. Wow. And then. Wow everything started spelling around it. And I remember talking to pastor and different things when things were going on in life. And that's one of the first questions that come up, you know, are you doing this? Are you praying? Are you tithing? Are you, I'm like, well, I mean, what's that got to do with this? Well, maybe because it's a commandment. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. So, <laughs> so yes, I believe in it. It yeah. has to be the first tenth. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I just heard recently, we, we, we got we to gotta finish up, that, the, that God's laws are not bondages. They're boundaries, yeah. mm-hmm. and they keep you in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They keep you on the field. They keep you in, in, in the playing of life, and so we don't discard them. We use them as boundaries, not bondages, yeah. and it's, that was such a good story. So, Absolutely. Joe, in Rapa, would, would you just would you pray for the people that are listening, You know, whether it be entrepreneurs that are believing God for their dream to come to pass, whether it be people that need to tithe that haven't been tithing, because they haven't experienced that blessing. Maybe the mm-hmm. enemy has been able to rob from them because they haven't, <laughs> you know, activated that promise in their life. Um, Absolutely. Would you pray for Absolutely. everybody? And we'll agree with you. Lord, we just thank you for this day and this opportunity to come together, Lord, and just uh, just seek you and praise you and uh, have this amazing conversation, Lord. I just thank you for the Johnsons. And, Lord, I just, uh, at this moment, everybody who is um, blessed with this this conversation that we've been able to have, Lord, anybody out there who's just seeking out advice, seeking out your guidance, your wisdom, the Holy Spirit's um, word, Lord, on on the next move that they may make in a business, in their family, whatever it may be. Lord, just to simply open up their mind and their heart and say, okay, tell me what I need to do to open this business or to move forward with this venture, but make sure that I'm moving forward in it in the right direction with you at the helm, so to speak, um, and that, that you're leading it and we're just a vessel and we're just a manager of it. And Lord, just, um, if, if there's any questions, um, in people's minds, Lord, that, um, whether I tithe out of my business, whether I, I serve the community, whether, whether there's, whether there's a purpose more than just what the business is supposed to do for our livelihood or for whatever industry that it is in, Lord, just, uh, let them know that it doesn't matter what it is, it's yours. Mm -hmm. And that as long as that you're in it, and the way that they run it and operate it and serve people through it, 
um, if they keep you in it and it has a purpose that's ultimately there to serve you, it will be successful. Um, And it it will serve whatever means that you have designed it and that you've put it there to serve. Um, And then they will will have what they need out of it and their needs will be met, their spiritual needs will be met. And the bigger part is it will become a platform. Um, That that person that doesn't think they have a platform, it doesn't matter how small or of a business, Um, If you're in it, it will become a platform to serve others and ultimately bring people to you. So, Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for the Johnsons, Lord, um, and again for for our family and our platform that we have and that we're able to share that story. We thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy, and uh, for redemption above all, and that you died on the cross, and we have eternal life through you. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, we want to thank the Donaldsons for coming and being on the conversation. Thanks for listening to The Conversation. For more episodes, feel free to subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search The Conversation. Thanks again for listening.